so if you desire it, there's something within that desire that is meant for you. Maybe it's not going to be this huge thing. Maybe it's going to be just pieces and chunks of it. We don't know that. And there's a reason for that, too. You know, I always say, you know, hey, I want this. And if it doesn't come my way, it's sort of like saying, you know, life's rejection is God's protection. Sometimes these things are not meant for us. And we have to trust that and believe in that. Again, five years later, six years later, who knows? It may show up. But when you are not enjoying your life now and you don't have faith that the things that you want are going to come to you, you're going to be just stopping and pushing things back. And that's really how the law of attraction works. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, move past fear and blocks, and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and Success Coach and your host of the I Heart My Life show. So I'm so excited today because I have the incredible Wendy Gless here with us. She's going to share some incredible information with you all about money and love and manifesting and who doesn't love to learn all about those (laughs) things. Um, She's been a client of mine for the past year or so and truly she's one of the biggest blessings in my life and I know in James's life Um, and I'm just so excited to have her here today. So Wendy is a certified life and money coach. She's a law of attraction facilitator with a BBA in accounting and a minor in psychology. She guides women in creating and manifesting more money, more love, and everyday miracles in their life and business. She's a dream life designer, helping women figure out what they want, why they want it, and how to get it through mapping out a clear path to create the money, love, and life they've always desired. So exciting. Thank you, Wendy, for being here. Hi, Emily. Uh, I actually love even hearing you read that. You know, it's funny. I think as as women, we kind of forget who we are and what we are sometimes. And when I listen to you, even tell me all about me, it feels so good. I love this. I love what you're doing here. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I know you're all about feeling good. So we'll get to uh, that in yeah. a bit. <laughs> Um, But I'd love to know, and I think all the listeners would love to know a little bit about how you go from becoming an accountant uh, into the work that you do today with the law of attraction and manifesting. Mm -hmm. So why don't you take us back uh, to one of the turning points in your life, which I know is where you decided to kind of up and leave a $25 million bank account (laughs) and a marriage. Um, Why don't you take us back to that place and we'll start the story there. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing about that, actually, it it didn't feel too funny then and actually probably isn't too funny now. But, you know, at that point in time in my life, I... I had married my high school sweetheart. We'd gone to school together, um, college. You know, we made three amazing babies. And I had dreams of what my life would be like, what it would feel like. Again, that feeling thing. Um, And I just found myself in a place that that didn't feel good. It wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, We had traveled from Texas to California 
And the whole raising the baby thing and working full time, it just, we were not in sync. And we tried to work on it. We seriously had a, a playground of kids. Um, I love my career, but at the same time, I couldn't manage that and raising the fa- family. And he was doing the same thing. He was off running, you know, crazy company and doing all that. And I kept saying, I don't feel good. I'm not feeling good. I've never been like this before. I couldn't pick myself up. And yeah. my gut kept saying, this is not going to change. It's not going to change. This is not who you are or what you are. And I made the decision at that point in time. And I was also, I did up and leave a $25 plus million bank account. But I was also financially comfortable with the job that I had. And so I felt secure enough and safe enough to be able to leave. The money wasn't what was so important. It was, what are the value systems here? What are the belief systems? What are the dreams that we had together that were no longer dreams together? And so I did. I I up and left. I followed my intuition on that. I followed my gut with that. And it was really the right decision to make. I didn't know all the things that were going to happen when I left. There were a lot of things that turned into chaos and turmoil after I left. Um, But it was a turning point in my life where I knew I was going to have to make it or break it on my own. I was going to become my own soulmate. It was the time when I was not going to rely on other people. I'd known this man since I was 15 years old. I no longer was around my whole support system. And regardless, I wanted to be the mom that I had set out to be. And that was really the turning point of either you sit here and you whine and you complain, you become a victim because your marriage wasn't what you wanted to be, even though it looked seriously, it was gorgeous on the outside, the home, the car. um, But it wasn't what was fulfilling me at all. And I was willing to risk all of that in order to be a leader for my kids, be an example for my kids. And for the rest of the women and everyone out in this world. And so I I took baby steps. It took a long time. It wasn't an overnight thing. Um, It it took a long time and it it hurt. It felt bad. It it was not pleasant at all. And um, I want to say, and and I tell people this all the time, I seriously spent the first 10 years of this century with a broken and confused heart. You know, I was always in that should have, could have mode or what if I had done this or if I had not done that. And once I reached out to mentors and I asked for help, everything just lifted. It all opened. And I realized, you know what, I was put here to be me. I was put here to make a difference in this world. And the life that I was living would not have been enough for me. Either it would have fallen apart then, it would have fallen apart a year later. Who knows what would have happened? And I just let that all go. And I started living my life day by day. And I'm curious to know, it's listening to the story, you sound like you were so brave. And I don't know that every woman would have the capacity to leave. Like you said, everything looked Mm -hmm. picture perfect on the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. So was it was it the kids that fueled you? Or what was the desire that helped you move past any fear of like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen when I leave? Yeah, you know, at that point, when I made the decision to leave and, you know, my ex and I sat down together, I was extremely just at that point, I had made my mind up. I had actually completely even gone blank 
I was just going, I am, I'm empty when I'm home. I'm empty when I go to the grocery. I was a shell. I was, mm. I was not present in anything that I was doing. Um, I felt empty inside. I, and looking back when I think about it now, I know so many other things, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's out, um, you know, on, you know, the postpartum depression. And we had actually moved when I had a six week old, a one year old and a six year old. And a lot of that could have something to do with it too. But our world was moving way too fast. And you and I talk about even now, you know, the online space, it gets very noisy and it gets very busy. And for me at that point in time, I had, I truly spent my entire life giving to other people. Mm -hmm. And I love that I'm a giver. I'm a giver by nature, but I felt like I had hit rock bottom in the place of giving to other people. I had nothing left. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even that the marriage was so horrible or the lifestyle was so horrible. It wasn't any of that. It's just, I could not find me. I didn't know how to find me. I was so accustomed to reaching out to him for help. He and I, of course, were totally different from, you know, 15 to 25, 30. It's going to be a totally different thing. Um, But I did. I had the courage to, it really didn't matter. I was willing to give everything up to find me because I knew at the end of the day, that's what I needed. That's what my kids needed. I didn't grow up in a, I grew up in a very loving household. I grew up in an environment where my parents worked really hard. Um, We had friends. It was a small community. We didn't have this lavish lifestyle, but we knew that there was tons of love. And I was okay having that. Who would want anything more than that? I didn't need all of the materialistic things. It's just not what I needed. So I think that was the fueling point for me. It was... I had to hit rock bottom where I knew I deserved more, I wanted more, and it wasn't other people that was going to give it to me. It's, I need to give that to me and myself. So take us back to that period of time where you left. What happened next with you and the kids? <sighs> you know, it was um, the courage and the bravery left really fast. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, oh, what have I done? What's going on here? And But I couldn't go back. Um and the interesting piece is my ex-husband was extremely supportive. Um, he actually knew that I wanted something deeper and I was looking and searching for something that was really going to light me up. And at that point, our, our goals were totally different. You know, he was into the whole finance world and, and I love all that too. I actually, being an accountant, that was a big thing for me, but I started leaning more towards the non-for-profit. Um, the kids and I moved to a different place. I actually, in fact, it is kind of interesting too. I, I just thought about this the other day. I think the biggest point at that time for me was to realize that oh, we're not like the rest of the world. We're not like this whole community. We are not a family any longer. And it doesn't feel good. Again, I go back to that feeling good. It didn't feel good at night to, you know, go inside and all the moms and dads are outside. And so I just up again, moved to the beach. I thought, you know what, here I can find freedom. Here I can find peace. Here I can um, raise the kids the way that I kind of want to. And that was a big piece for me. I got involved in non-for-profits. Um, I put the kids into all of that too. I wanted them to have a sense of 
how everyone lives and when to pull back when things don't feel good, when to come in to get out of that noisy space, but to also be in the environment to where you can be of change and to be of service too. So yeah, it was a, it was a pretty it was a pretty scary time. Um, I did worry about money. I did worry about never that we weren't going to eat or um, you know that we wouldn't have clothes. It was never at that point. But would they be able to do the sports that they wanted to do? Would they be able to um, you know go on trips or or feel like they were part of something where they belonged. That was the bigger piece for me. The other money thing didn't matter at all. I I was willing to give it all up. And we did. We, I didn't own a home. We rented. Um, We scaled back from a huge house to a three bedroom um, town home. I think that went down to a two bedroom. It was fun. We liked it. We had tents. We had grilled cheese sandwiches at night. We, we did things that you do in the olden days. It was fun. And, and I love that. My kids actually bring that up now too. Yeah, I'm sure that was quite the experience for them. And it brought all of you closer, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And so for you personally, during that period of time, is that when you started to discover um, more of the spirituality and the manifesting Mm -hmm. and the law of attraction? Talk a little bit about that. Um, Yeah, I've always had that. Um, My grandmother, Mama Sue, is who we called her. Her birthday was Halloween. She actually was extremely spiritual. We, we used to call her a nice witch, and we loved her. She, she seriously could make magic happen. You can see, like, all of the crystals that I have here. We didn't know what that was back then. I never knew what that was. Um, so I've been exposed to this my entire life. I didn't have that in my own house, but I had that when I went to her house. Yeah. Um, she would read our cards. She lied about them. She, was, she didn't know how to read them clearly. I mean... I was like, I don't think she's telling the truth, but that's okay. It's fine. She's reading our cards. So my exposure to the spiritual world was really, really big. Um, she loved angels. We talked about angels a lot. Um, religion, too. I mean, that was a big piece, but it was never really forced upon us. It was something that we chose. And for me personally, I had a huge connection. Um, I was highly intuitive as a child, overly sensitive. Um, you know, I wanted to be liked, but again, I would just pull back and kind of go into my own shell. I was an extreme giver. And so that piece of spirituality, I didn't know what it was because we didn't have all of the things that we have now, but I was, I was very, very connected. Mm. Um, I think that even, you know, I, I think about this stuff too. my nieces, I would buy them cards on angels and, where they would pull an angel card every day. And this was even prior to me walking away from that 25 plus million dollar bank account in picture perfect marriage. I was already into that. I think I needed to probably be on my own in order to have that quiet time and to be able to sit back and go, what is this? Where? And I did reach. I, I began reaching and learning and studying a little bit more. And then once I opened up the gate, everything that had come into my childhood about that started coming back in. My intuition was really, really sharp. Um, I could hone in on things really fast. Can you give us and, an example? Mm, ah, you know, intuition, and, and it's kind of a funny thing because I think of, I could see things clearly. Um, I think of, it, it's like your all of your senses open up differently. Yeah. Flowers 
everything is just very fresh and very vibrant. Colors are very vibrant. Um, dreams are very clean and they're, it's just a very clear concept of the way things are. Things that I would think about at night before I would go to sleep would generally, it would happen within the next day or two. It was almost like I started noticing, wow, this is kind of getting interesting and fun. Is there a way of co-creating our life? Like, how can we dance with the divine here? Mm -hmm. There's a very fine veil. And I started asking, and when I would ask, things would show up. Those were the types of examples that would show up. And, you know, my kids would say, Mom, you you have eyes in the back of your head. And I'd be like, you know, no, I really don't. But I would feel things. I would sense things that didn't feel good. You always hear about mother's intuition or just intuition in general. I never even had an answer for it, but I would just say, it doesn't feel good for me. So you have to trust that. Or I would call a friend and say, something feels really off for me. Um, I just want you to listen or go do whatever you do, but something feels a little bit different. So those were the types of things that would happen. Um, How did you get so good and so connected to your feelings? That might sound like a strange question, but I think a lot of people push them away or deny them or ignore them. What really enabled you to be able to bring them to the surface and acknowledge and trust your feelings? I kind of, there was a period of time that up until when I even left, that had all shut down. And I feel like that was really, because I go back to, I wasn't miserable. It wasn't awful. It wasn't, um, you know, if we had gone to counseling or if we, we actually did a little bit, but it just, they weren't the right people. It was a, I had completely shut down with that piece of who I was. And I knew I needed to get back to that because I know now and I knew then when I feel good, I do good. I'm happier. I don't notice the things that don't make sense. The small things are just, you don't worry about things. Anxiety was not an issue. Depression was not an issue. And it's not even faking it. It, It's being real. What are you feeling right now? Even if I'm sad, I used to, I would even go, oh my gosh, I'm going to celebrate being sad. Let's just go have a bubble bath. I learned to not push things aside anymore. I wanted to I wanted to hone in on that sadness. Okay, here, I'm sad. What is the solution to this? What are you needing? What are you needing? Who are you needing? Are you needing to give more? Are you needing to ask for more? Um, I think that's so key because regardless of the feeling, whether it's deemed negative or positive, it always has information to give us. And just like we always talk about with jealousy or I talk about that, you're using (laughs) it as a good thing and as indication, you know, and you can learn from any feeling regardless. Yeah. And I, and I, I totally, it, and I feel like this is where you know, a lot of us, we push that side, we push that aside. I don't, and when it comes to manifesting, when it comes into being a magnet, when it comes into financial abundance, spiritual abundance, this has a lot to do with it. It, you need to really hone in and, and feel what it is that you're feeling. And once you can kind of gauge that, and you start to understand, okay, I'm starting to notice a pattern here. If I'm around these certain people and they don't bring me joy, 
then those are the people that you probably kind of need to scoot away from. It's it's going to detract. It's going to it's going to push things that you're wanting aside. Or if you're around people that totally light you up for you, I can hey the word Emily, woohoo! You know it makes me feel good. I'm going to reach for Emily, not for selfish reasons, but there's things that you do for me that make me feel good. And when I feel good, I'm going to go and I'm going to do better things in this world, whether that be calling in more money, calling in more supporting, loving relationships in my life. Um, It's just, that's how I kind of categorize how I feel. And I gauge this as I go along. And I'm not always perfect at it by any means. I'm human, right? I I make mistakes. I do things. But it's a trial and error. They're they're lessons. It's an experiment. Okay, done it. Move on. Let's go to the next chapter, right? So I, you know, it's the feeling. Daniel Lapore. I mean, she opened up the gateway for so many of us. Right. And how do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel? And it's true. And I, I had that a million years ago. I had that. How do I want to feel? I don't like this. Okay. Yeah. And she was able to put it in the words that are just so amazing. Beautiful. So let's pick up right where we are right now when we get back from the break. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about how you started to move forward with your own work in the world as a coach and inspiring woman leading so many other uh, incredible women to find themselves and to learn to create that relationship with themselves. So we'll pick up there right when we get back. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, we're back. It's Emily Williams here with the I Heart My Life show and my incredible guest, Wendy Gless. So before the break, Wendy was talking all about becoming her own soulmate when she left her um, husband and a $25 million plus bank account and moved her three kids to a different neighborhood and really just started their life as a foursome. Um, And so we heard a little bit about manifesting and really honing in on your feelings and creating that um, strength with your intuition and becoming having your your senses heightened. So I think all of that is really, really incredible. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the work you now do in the world and how you got into coaching and this type of, uh, yeah, just work in the world. Yeah, you know, as time went on, and actually it wasn't too, too long, um, I was working for a high-wealth individual, and what they usually do is they will farm us out to various non-for-profits, and and I found that when I was on these non-for-profits, I mean, I love accounting, I love numbers, I love money, I also have a minor in psychology, so clearly I love the way the mind works, the way people tick, the way they think, why they're doing what they're doing, and I went to work for one of these non-for-profits, or I was actually doing an audit for a non-for-profit. It was called Stand Up For Kids, and there were actually a lot of young adults that were in there. And as I sat back and I watched, I thought, wow, this is something that I love. I 
I like the accounting piece of it, but I actually love working with these individuals themselves. And as I started getting into it, I thought, wow, I want to work with the people. I want to work with people. I want to mentor people. I want to, because they kept coming to me for guidance. They kept asking me, how can I get out of this? How can I get off the streets? How can I do all these different things? And so I made the decision at that point in time that I would go back and I would get a master's in you know, coaching and an empowerment coach. I wanted to work with women specifically because at that point, I felt like I really could help women around the world make a difference in their own lives. And I know, again, when I'm empowered, my kids are empowered. Um, even my ex-husband and I, we were friends. It, there, So many things started shifting when I became my own soulmate and I was empowered. I could see a benefit in this work that I was doing, and I was happy to get up in the morning. I was happy to offer my services throughout the day. And then I took it a step further. I thought, why am I doing this? Is Why am I working, coming home, doing this with the kids and doing this on the side? Why don't I just make this a full-fledged career? And I went, I got educated, I got certified. Um, I kind of danced around in different things on which you know, area I was going to actually spend my time in on who I was going to help and who I was going to serve. But it, it all came to me pretty fast. And then once I decided to do that, again, I opened up the doors for mentors. I, I asked who are the right people for me, um, who can I learn from, and what areas do I need to learn? And as soon as I asked, it, it was almost like walking in Barnes & Noble, the bookstore, and books would just like fall off the shelf. Oh, this person I need to follow. This person I need to look into. And I spent probably four years learning and studying and um, becoming a master coach. Um, yeah, let's break that down coach. a little bit. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. I think for a lot of people, the fact that you asked for that guidance and for those doors to open and for those people to appear, that might be a new concept. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Is it literally you just asking a question or did you journal about it? What did that look like? You know, I, I do journal. I love to write. Um, I'm a little bit different when it comes to that, as far as like meditation and the, all of the journaling. You know, I try it, I do it, I play around with it. Um, but I have specific rituals that I do. I wake up and I immediately connect. I connect to God, source, universe, angels, whoever it is for anyone out there. Um, I'm extremely grateful. I think of everything that I have in my life in myself, in my body, my health, um, everything that you can imagine. I, I put myself in a place of being so grateful that I feel like I've sort of elevated myself out of just the norm. It, it's a very different kind of thing. I don't Is spend it like a, lot a of constant time. state of gratitude? Totally. That's what I envision. And when I'm not, when I'm not, Everyone around me will tell you I'm not, and and it's true. I can be sassy, I can be bleh, mouthy, I can I can be just like all of us again, and yeah. and I know that again. I don't feel in a place of empowerment, and it, and it's not a great place to be. But for me, the journaling piece, I don't actually spend a lot of time. I actually will put on my headset. People actually laugh. Um, I'll put on my headset. I'll just like talk. I've talked to you know. I ask. Show me, show me the right next step. Show me what it is. I don't beg. I don't beg for answers. I don't beg for, 
I think my faith is so strong and I believe in a higher being that by asking, I know that it's going to come to me when the time is right. Mm. I don't even put a timetable on it. Um, I just ask, show me the right step, show me the right next thing. And it's not, it's not always the right thing. I mean, I was, okay, this book is not the right book. I push it aside, but I can tell you I've done that. And five years later, that book will reappear and I'm ready for it. It just meant that at that point in time, I wasn't ready for it. I, I didn't know what it was telling me or what I was trying to hear. So it, it's a time and a place. It's a season. Well, the reason um, why I wanted you to explain that is because you do make everything really simple. So I do. When, I do. I do. You do. And I love that because I think we overcomplicate things. So it's clear like you just ask and you're in this constant <laughs> state of gratitude. And what's so hard about that? Just be grateful for what's around you. We all have tons of blessings regardless of where we are. Even when you were going through your darkest moments, you were still able yeah, to find yeah. the blessings. Yeah. And, you know, and even that, because we talk about that, you know, leaving my marriage and, you know, I've had a lot of time now to, you know, work through that. And, and it wasn't me even leaving. It was he and I together. I think I'm just the one that was conscientious of us not living out our dreams. I feel like, because I look back at it and I'm like, you know what? No, I, I actually didn't leave him. I didn't leave us. We were really at the end of where we were at that point in time. And we needed to leave in order to come to a neutral ground and to further enhance our own world, our own life and who we were. And I do think that we overcomplicate things. We overcomplicate everything, really. It's... Um, the whole manifestation piece, you know, I, I've studied quantum physics in detail and that stuff is complicated. You know, science is complicated, not to a lot of people, but to me it is. But the quantum physics I'm totally drawn to. And for whatever reason, it keeps popping up in my life where I want to know the scientific backing of why this whole manifestation stuff works. It's real. It's a law. It's real. It's not the woo-woo stuff. Um, can you talk a little bit you know, more about that for people listening who are unfamiliar yeah. with quantum physics? Can you give us the short version? Yeah, I'd love that. Well, here's the thing with when it comes to this piece of it, I feel like that's why I make things really easy. And I feel like that's why my clients love to work with me. You know, I, I get on the line with them and I could get on the line with them for three minutes, five minutes. And it's the power of words in suggestion and giving them this whole way of seeing themselves just like me telling you when we got on the line I love hearing that like I don't take the time to sit back and listen to to who I am and to what I am and the things that I've accomplished I immediately go to this place of oh my gosh that's pretty awesome you know I'm, I'm actually pretty awesome at this right but I feel like um to be a magnet this is quantum physics, you know, it's sort of like, it's what goes up comes down, there's laws, what is dark, there is light, sunshine, right, the sun comes up, it goes down in the evening. These are laws. And when we start to understand the laws, and we start to understand the way the universe works, we can start to do deliberate creating, it's not just manifesting, 
we're manifesting whether we want to or not. It doesn't make a difference. Law of attraction is working all the time, all of the time. And I feel like, um, you know, for my clients and even for myself, you have to be ready for that. You have to be willing to experiment and to make it easy. Again, don't beg. When you beg, it feels needy. It feels like that's what you're going to get in return. What you put out is what you get in return. And it's not attractive. I think about when you're out on a first date. So James and I, totally. as you know, met online and I was like a serial <laughs> online dater before meeting him. And if I came across as needy, that would not be attractive to whoever no, it was no. that I was meeting. It's the same thing. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you can always, I mean, and sometimes that's not the case. I mean, you know, we're going to, I also feel like, you know, we have these strong desires and, and you talk about this a lot. It's it's on your heart. It's in your heart for a reason. Our desires are not what everyone's desires are. And so if you desire it, there is something within that desire that is meant for you. Maybe it's not going to be this huge thing. Maybe it's going to be just pieces and chunks of it. We don't know that. And there's a reason for that, too. You know, I always say, you know, hey, I want this. And if it doesn't come my way, it's sort of like saying, you know, Life's rejection is God's protection. Sometimes these things are not meant for us. And we have to trust that and believe in that. Again, five years later, six years later, who knows? It may show up. But when you are not enjoying your life now and you don't have faith that the things that you want are going to come to you, you're going to be just stopping and pushing things back. And that's really how the law of attraction works. And, you know, it goes back to me making it simple. I make making money simple. You and I talk about that a lot. Money is simple. It is, it's one of the easiest things to call into your life. It doesn't talk back. It doesn't have, it's just money. That's it. And if I can place a value on something that I want, even like even dancing with you on this whole thing today, and I, I actually didn't even put that out there. I put out there that I wanted to be connected and I want to make a difference in this world. I allow the universe to kind of pull that into me on whatever is for my highest good. But I do know that I have a desire to reach more people. I let the universe, I let God, I let the divine, I let my angels kind of dictate what that's going to be for me. And you know what? They don't fail me ever. They never, ever fail me. That's one of the themes on this show. So you and I both follow Mike Dooley and uh, in Leveraging yeah. the Universe, he talks about the how is not your business. And so just like you said, you put it out there that you want to reach more people, you want to have more impact and the how it will happen in many different ways and you just have to be open to it. And it's fun. Yeah, it's and fun. generally it's usually bigger than what I ever even dreamed of, you know, and speaking of Mike Dooley too, cause I'm actually an infinite possibilities trainer. So not just law of attraction facilitator, but Infinite possibilities, when you look at infinite possibilities, there are so many different ways to reach that final result and that final desire. You know, we talk about calling in your soulmate or finding your love or the support system. Honestly, we put so many emphasis on the physical shell. What do they look like? Or, you know, how much money do they make again? that's really not what you're after. You're after how you want to feel when you're with this person. How is this person going to 
bring things to you that are going to make you even a better version of who you are. You're going to do things together. It's a joint venture. It's fun. It's nice. Look at you and James. You probably never dreamed that he would be the man that you would be with. You didn't know all of this. I wanted a man in suits, in a suit who drove an Aston Martin and worked in finance. That's what I thought. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, and look at him. He is he is like your your biggest teacher out there. Right. I mean, he's the one that comes in and shows you things that you never, ever dreamed of. And I love that. And I think this is where it's fun again. Let's have fun in life. Let's, you know. 2017 was a really big year for me. It was about cleaning up the clutter and um, which is, you know, it's, it's a step. It's a pre-step to the law of attraction, to manifesting. I always call it, okay, we're going to do some pre-work here. Kind of like spring cleaning or something? It is all spring cleaning. Totally. I don't even do it New Year's. I do it in September. That's when school starts. That's when I get my new notebooks, new clothes, whatever. But it's cleaning out your closet. I have no clothes. I need to go and stock up again. And your mind, your email, your office, your friends, whoever it is, pull it all together. Clean up what's working, what's not working. And once you get rid of that, then you can start calling in the things that you desire. And that's sort of where I am. That was my 2017 and 2018. You know, here we are. Um, now it's all about truth. It's all about being with the people that light me up. It's about being of service and getting out in the world and helping people. It, it's what makes me happy. It doesn't make everyone happy to do that, but that's what makes me happy. And I'm going to honor who I am. I don't want to be the finance person sitting behind the desk, right? It's not my thing anymore. I had that. And, um, I it's think that's so fun. true. You know, having fun and feeling joy. So recently, James and I did an exercise, I've shared this with you, where you list out the um, people, places, and the pursuits that give you joy. Yes. And then in the other column, you list out the toxic people, places, and <sighs> pursuits. And that was such an eye-opener. Even with the people, I realized there's very few people who bring me joy who I'm around regularly. And that yeah. has to change next year. No, and Emily, too, with that being said, because I've gone through the same thing, and what I actually had to come to the conclusion about that even, it's, it's, there's not a right and a wrong. It's not like, oh, wow, they're different than I am, and they're wrong, or, and I'm right, or, you know, it has nothing to do with that. It's just you're not at the same place. And when you're not at the same place, you can't keep running into that brick wall. It's mm-hmm. like, we're, we're okay. We're all meant to go in separate ways. It's kind of like, I think of, um, politicians, right? You think of, okay, we don't all believe in the same politicians. We don't all like the certain kind of people. We have a choice. We can be with the people that are going to encourage us and lift us up and vice versa. And again, it's that seasonal thing. And that's what I noticed too. It's, it's not that people are out to hurt me or I'm out to hurt anyone. I just had to let go of toxic friendships. We were no longer healthy for each other or whether it's a group of people, it doesn't matter. And again, it's that feeling. As soon as you feel that, kind of pivot and shift and go, go go where you feel good. 
I think we hold on to whether it's people pursuits or whatever for longer than we need to. And sometimes they're there in our lives just for a chapter and that's okay. Uh, And I think a lot of us, we get attached and we get upset and we have to let go of something. Um, But there's nothing wrong. It's just that it's not the right fit anymore. Yeah. And, and even with that again is sometimes you have to go through that grieving. You need to grieve that that wasn't what you thought it would be that that friend wasn't who you thought it would be or the relationship that guy and it's not against them at all it's just not the right fit for you it's not the right fit for me and and i've allowed that i've allowed that and i you know it's it takes work that part is not easy i think <laughs> honestly law of attraction manifesting making money um all of those things are much easier because you're dealing with yourself and you're dealing with things. When you're dealing with people, we have to remember people have personalities, people have their own agenda, their own intentions, and their own thought process, right? And when we get involved in that, that's where the chaos can really, really set in. And we take it personally if it doesn't work out the way we want it to. So those have been really big lessons for me. And so I'm I'm happy to be where I am now and the studies that I've gone through, the experiments personally. I call it Life University. Um, and I help my clients with this. It's, you know, if I can help them in five steps to get to a place when it took me 5,000 steps to get to a certain place, then I'm doing amazing work in this world because, again, it's a whole trickle effect. When my clients, when my kids, when my friends, my loved ones, when we are all in a place like this, then we go out and we do different things in this world. And and I feel like it's, I'm watching it. This ripple effect is huge and it feels so good. It feels really good. So after the next break, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your um <clears throat> ATM story. That's one of my favorites and about how you and your ex-husband actually rekindled and reconciled and are now back together. So Mm. I want to pick up there when we get back from the break. Okay. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Blitz your news and entertainment network where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're back. It's Emily Williams here, and I'm with Wendy Gless. So before the break, I mentioned that I wanted Wendy to share her incredible ATM story, and that's one of the reasons why I've been so drawn to Wendy and have enjoyed working with her so much because she has these amazing little experiments and ways in which she makes money, love, and manifesting fun and really simple. So Wendy, would you share your ATM story with us? Yeah, that is, I, that is a fun one. Um, ah, my ATM story, you know, so what happened was I, again, I love experimenting. I love having fun. 
And I thought, you know, I'm going to put it out there. Here I am. I, I've got this group course that I want to launch, the Modern Girls Guide to Manifesting. And I want to, you know, I want to be able to show these girls that, you know, things are things are possible. This is the way it happens. And I have a lot of things that I can come back with and say, here are, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened, tangibles, non-tangibles. But at that point in time, when I did this um, whole calling in a certain amount of money, I needed a certain amount of money. I had some expenses that were coming up and I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to make a list. I'm going to give this money um, a job. I'm totally all for that. It feels good. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to worry again about the how at all. Um, I made my little affirmations and I asked myself, is this amount of money believable? Does it feel real to you or can you up this amount of money? And I thought, I can actually up this amount of money. I, I think I can go for a little bit higher. So let me, let me stop thinking, you there for one second. So yeah, yeah. tell people about why it's important for it to feel believable. If it's not believable, anything that you want to call into your life whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's a new job, if it doesn't feel believable, it doesn't give you the right feeling inside. You will immediately, no matter how many affirmations you say um, that are in the positive, if it's not believable, it will pull in a negative feeling into your body. And when you have that negative feeling, it's not going to attract the things that you want. And so that's a really good gauge. Um, If it's too high, you know, people say, well, I want $5 million. Is that believable? Oftentimes in the law of attraction manifestation world, we talk about, it's kind of like going to a restaurant and ordering food. You just don't sit down at a table saying, I want, you know, just bring me whatever or da, 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 whatever. You do place an order. And so I was placing an order for a certain amount of money because I had a job for it. Well, then I started getting kind of like, hmm, maybe I'm going to make this my appetizer. I'm going to make this amount of money for my appetizer. I'm going to up this game. I'm going to make this amount of money for my dinner. And then my dessert's even going to be bigger. So I started with the appetizer portion. And let's just say, let's just put it in perspective here. It was a six-figure appetizer, right? Yes, yeah. it sure was. It was a six-figure appetizer. So I said, you know, I, I want this money. It'll make my life a lot easier. I gave it a job. Um, What am I going to do with this? I'm going to pay this and this. I'm going to help these people. I'm going to, there were some amazing things. This money was going to not only serve me, but it was going to serve a lot of people. It It felt good. Oh, it had had an amazing purpose. And so that was in May. I actually wrote this out um, on the train to Santa Barbara. I was actually going to meet my mastermind friends and Emily and James. And I wrote it out on the train and, you know, I didn't say anything. You know, I kind of got there, did my own thing. I think it was seven days later, 10 days later, I go to my mailbox and I open up my mail and I'm like, oh, who's this from? It was a $125,000 check. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, $125,000 check. And I I sat there kind of going, this is absolutely insane. And a lot of people don't know this story. And I'm, I'm actually perfectly comfortable, you know, to share this. And I wasn't back then. But um, the interesting thing was, is this check came from an old investment that I had put money into. So it wasn't like it was just clear $125,000 right. that had fell from the sky. I actually believed in this company 
And it was worth it for me to invest in them knowing that I actually could lose money. And so that had been about 15 years ago, maybe 18 years ago. Honestly, I have not seen a penny from this company at all. Every year on my tax return, it's always, you know, a negative this or, you know, maybe there's interest expense, stuff like that. Never in my wildest dreams, I, I had no idea that this money would come. Again, I didn't worry about the I didn't worry about the how at all. I just put it out there. This money will really, really benefit me. Is it believable? Does it have a job? Is it going to help more people outside of just me? And it showed up. And so that's my ATM thing. So what I did is I, I got so excited. It was a Sunday. Rather than waiting to put it in the bank on a Monday, I went and I deposited <laughs> into an ATM. And I had never known this before, that when you deposit at the ATM, you actually get money. You get like a receipt of the check. Yeah. And I sent it to Emily and I'm like, um, <clears throat> my desires really do come true. It actually even shocked me because that's a massive amount of money. And and it showed me at that point in time, Wendy, if it's meant to be and if it's a desire, if it's something that you are truly going to make a difference in your life and other people's life, it will come to you, whether that's money, again, whether it's your soulmate, whether it's your supporting system, it will come to you. It is meant to come to you. And so I, you know, my clients now, we all love this story. Um, I love that you took yeah. it to the ATM. I did not know that you could deposit a six-figure check in the ATM. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, one, oh. two, five, zero, 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 zeros. I, I mean, that's a lot of zeros. But here's the interesting thing. I, the bank is closed. And so our ATM, you know, I live in a beach city, beach town, the ATM. I mean, it's on the outside, but it's, it's interesting how it, how it works. So it's on the outside. There's two of them. And yeah, that is what happened. The doors were shut. I put it in and I waited and I waited. I got it out and I was just kind of standing there. And a man walked out from the bank. An elderly gentleman walked out from the bank and he looked at me and he smiled. And I said, oh, I said, I thought the bank was closed. He goes, we had a problem with the ATM machine and I was called in to fix it. And I was back there when... He, can you believe this? He was back there when I was depositing this check. <laughs> and he actually, I mean, he walked out and he, and he just looked at me and he smiled. And I said, it is pretty unbelievable, right? And he goes, it's very unbelievable. Oh my goodness. Even, so it wasn't just even me. And I, it was kind of a strange thing because when you're, you know, you're at an ATM and you're making a deposit like that, I didn't get any cash back. I didn't anything. Right. I mean, it's not good right at that point in time anyway. <laughs> I just wanted it in there yeah. and I was like so happy, but he had actually just gone in probably 20 minutes before he probably had to fix the receipt thing or I, who knows what yeah. he did, but I had that receipt in my hands of this check. And I, I was like, I was like just shaking all over for the entire day. It would, and I don't know if it was, it wasn't even the amount it was again, if you ask, you will receive. Mm. I wasn't desperate at all. I put it out there. I had fun with it. I went about my day. I wasn't begging every night. Um, I just put it out there and it showed up. And again, I'm going to say making money is easy. You know, I have clients who are in crazy amounts of debt. Okay, awesome. Let's work through that. It's not the end of the world, right? It just try to have 
the best feeling possible because all those two, you, you'll get it cleared up. You're going to get yeah. it cleared up. The show, I'd love to ask you a few questions I ask all of yeah. our guests. So Wendy, yeah. what has enabled you to create a life better than your dreams? Ooh, wow. You know, Emily, I'm, I'm going to say it again, it's following, it's going to be following my, my intuition, following my heart, knowing that I'm meant for something bigger. You know, you and I were drawn together. I was drawn to you for the same reason, because I, I didn't grow up listening to that or hearing that. I didn't have huge dreams growing up. I was happy. I was content. Um, that didn't click in until I was a little bit older. And I think for myself, I know that when I have a desire, that when I have a dream of of wanting something, that it's it's possible. And I'm gonna go for that. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna pull in the people right along with me because I want to share everything that I have with everyone else. You know, I didn't set out to I thought I would work in corporate America forever. I didn't set out to have this type of business and um, or to create a business like this. I had no idea. I'm madly in love with what I do. I'm madly in love with the people that I serve. I don't even, I don't really know the difference between my personal life and my business life anymore. <laughs> it, it kind of all blends yeah. because I'm that passionate about it. Um, yeah, and we should note that so I, you created a multiple six-figure business without a website. Yeah. You now have a website, <laughs> so that's good. I do but have you, a it, yeah, it's incredible. And yeah. um, what you've done, you know, just goes to show what's possible, especially when something makes you feel good. I think that's the biggest thing, and it's you. The website is extremely important, so people can see you. And I know that now. Last year, you know, it's okay. I was very defiant. You know that I didn't yeah. want to put it out. Um, no, I don't want it out there yet, but I also feel like, again, I'm meant to help people in certain ways. And this is what I've elected to do. This is my purpose in life. This is my mission in life. And I'm on target. I'm in alignment with what I'm here to do and who I'm serving. And because of that, um, clients are drawn to me. I'm drawn to certain people. I don't feel like I have to stay in the online space. I get out. I network. I don't even network to call in people. I network because it feels good. Yeah. And that's how I've created this multiple six-figure business. And, and I'm proud of it. And, and I've got big goals for this year. And yeah, I'm, what are I'm you putting most out excited there. for in the next chapter? You know, I, this next chapter is, again, 2018 is all about truth. It's all about being authentic. It's about presenting myself in a way that feels good to me and, and in a way where I can truly help people in massive ways. Um, I want to grow my team. You and I have mapped out a half million dollar game plan here. And when I talk about money, I'm not talking about money to brag or to boast. I know that when I bring in money, I can make a massive difference in this world. I have non-for-profits that I support that I want to stand behind. Um, I want to leave a legacy behind. I want to show people that when we are financially empowered, that when we are spiritually lit up and we have people that we can rely, rely on, there is no stopping us at all. Money is amazing. Love is amazing. 
um, you never have to feel alone at all. And this is where 2018, I'm being guided to connect with, you and I are already connected, but I'm being guided to connect with people that are out there making a huge difference in this world. They're not afraid to stand up and to show up. And this is just where I am. It's, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. And I'm, I'm willing to dig in the trenches. I've done it before. I'm going to do it again. Um, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm on fire. Yeah. I feel like I'm just totally on fire with this. And so where can people follow you and where can they figure out how to work with you? Yeah. So, you know, you can, it's not hard. WendyGillis.com. Um, you can go to my website, um, opt in to my creating everyday miracles, which I still use every day. It's not hard. Um, you know, I don't make anything complicated. And I think that's one of the things that people actually like working with me. Yes. Nothing is complicated. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. It's been incredible. And for everyone watching, I hope you enjoyed today's show. You can find Wendy at wendyglass.com. And I want to remind you that I'm on YouTube every single week, youtube.com slash iheartmylife. And every single day, you can hear me at 8 a.m. Eastern on America Out Loud Radio. Go to americaoutloud.com and download the app. And until next time, remember you can create a life better than your dreams. Just follow your heart, take action, and do what feels good, as Wendy has reminded us time and time again today. So thanks again, Wendy. It's been incredible.